It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to the PowerMizzou.com podcast, and you've made it. Well, I shouldn't say that yet. You've got 48 more hours, but you've almost made it to football season. Miami and Florida on Saturday night. I don't know, 6, 7, it's on your TV somewhere. Go find it. Uh, Gabe DeArmond, Mitchell Forty here. What we try to do on this podcast is average a guest a week. We had two last week, so you get none this week. But don't worry, we have things, very important things, <laughs> that you need to continue to listen to the entire podcast for. Most importantly, football games every Saturday and Sunday for the next four months or so. That means you need to call Shakespeare's, place your order, eight pizzas or more. You're going to get a 5% discount over their already 10% discount on eight or more pizzas. Mitch, how much of a discount is that? I think that's 15%. That is. The math podcast here tells us 15% discount on eight pizzas or more if you call Shakespeare's and mention this podcast. Uh, It doesn't even have to be this specific episode. Just mention any Power Mizzou podcast, and uh, they will hook you up with that discount on pizza. You're not going to spend any time cooking. You won't go to any weddings. You won't mow your lawn. You won't talk to your wife or children. Basically, the next uh, 16 Saturdays and Sundays, you will be sitting in front of the TV, at least if you're listening to this podcast. So order some pizza, uh, enjoy football, and I guess that's what we'll be doing the next 12 12 of the next 14 Saturdays. Yeah, we won't be able to sit as much, sit in front of the TV quite as uh, quite as much. Uh, be a little more work intensive, but still watching football. It's not a bad gig. We actually, unfortunately, will spend a lot of the first Saturday in Cheyenne, Wyoming, in front of the TV because <laughs> yeah. we have nothing to do until uh, six o'clock that evening. I was going to hike a mountain or something, you know, get a quick, uh, quick little pregame okay. adventure in. <laughs> you go hike the mountain. I will uh, sit on my ass and watch football. Um, but Mizzou preseason camp is over. The last practice wrapped up this morning. We are far past the point of there being any news or anything noteworthy really out of fall camp. You know, we'll, we'll give you a peek at the depth chart probably early next week. Missouri will hand one out and have media day on Tuesday. But, uh, one of the things we did last year, um, was we did a fantasy draft of the Mizzou football team. We each drafted a full team and then kind of let you guys decide who had the better team. We made the mistake last I should say I made the mistake last year of giving Mitchell the first pick, and he obviously took Drew Locke, which right. kind of skewed the entire draft. Right, yeah. The, you know, having a future second-round draft pick as a quarterback versus someone who's never thrown a meaningful pass kind yeah. of made the rosters. Yeah, I don't even know who my first pick was, I but I know. Taylor Powell or I, well, Lindsey Scott, maybe, I think. Yeah. I mean, I didn't take a quarterback until the 22nd round right. because there was no point. You yeah. already had one. So, basically, what we're doing now is a 21-round fantasy draft Kelly Bryant is the quarterback for both teams. We are not going to uh, going to draft a quarterback. We are not going to draft a kicker and punter. Tucker McCann will have to pull quadruple duty. Wow. His leg will fall off in week three of the season. Uh, but at every other position, we are doing a Mizzou fantasy draft. We are going to draft a complete team. Um, because I'm a nice person, I'll go ahead and give you the first pick for the second year in a row you can wow. you can start and we're just going to go back and forth and we won't spend a ton of time but just a little explanation of why that's our pick at the point it is yeah i i appreciate that uh for my first pick i will take albert o uh i feel like you know he's like the one guy who when you go up and down the roster it feels like something that you know mizzou has that that 
kind of no one else has. Uh, I mean, there's other teams with good tight ends, but he's just such a unique player. Um, he obviously needs to be healthy. That is a, a big key. We haven't, you know, he's he's he missed the last four games of last season, missed uh, all the spring practices. But if he's healthy, he definitely gives the Mizzou offense a, a pretty unique weapon. First team All-American by a lot of votes. So that's my pick. That is actually, uh, that's interesting. I had him like 12th on my draft order. Really? Because... I mean, they played five games without him last year and were pretty good. True. I, I think Daniel Parker is – he's not Albert O, but I think as a tight end, he's close. I'll end up with him probably somewhere around round 20 now. Maybe I'll steal him and, and play him as an offensive yeah. lineman There or you go. Or defensive <laughs> or end. defensive end, yeah. Uh, he, he might be the third-best defensive end on the team. So, my first pick, for similar reasons, because I think the gap between the starter and the backup is fairly significant uh, and – I haven't played fantasy football for 12 years, but when I did, I always kind of had a rule. I'm not picking a running back until like the fourth or fifth round because I don't think it matters that much. I'm going completely against that and taking Larry Roundtree the third as my first round pick uh, because I think the difference is significant between Roundtree and Tyler Beatty. Yeah. No, yeah, I uh... – I, I agree. I think last year we ended up not taking running backs until like the 18th round or something like that because, because Roundtree so and Crockett were so yeah. similar. But there is definitely a bit more of a drop off. Roundtree, you know, he's shown that he can be a workhorse type of back. I'm okay with Tyler Beatty though. I do think I do think you know as he gets more carries, as long as again as long as he can stay healthy, he uh, he definitely. Right. He and we're assuming done. all of these players are going to play 12 games. Right. Yeah. Point. I mean, in our fantasy world, it doesn't even you know it's it's not like right. it really matters. Like we but. are drafting a healthy Trajan yeah. Jeffcoat, not right. a Trajan. Jeff Coat that hasn't practiced since exactly. Yeah, so you get to go again, I think. Oh yeah, I forgot the uh, the serpentine <laughs> draft. The serpentine with, between two that. people. Yes. Yeah. So uh, so second round again because I think there's a huge drop off between the starter and who will replace him. Center Tristan Colon Castillo is my yeah. second pick. No, that's a good pick. Um, I I actually yeah I have a sorry I'm writing down picks which is yes. why I have these these awkward gaps you know I got to keep track of the teams here um, if I if I cared I would edit this so the gaps were gone but I will not do that okay well good yeah. to know uh yeah no I think I think that the first team offensive line will kind of be a, a priority in fact that's where I'm going to go with my next pick but you know I think we haven't really seen much of anything from any of the backups actually the one backup who maybe is the closest thing to proven is behind Castillo in case Cook but still you need a good center Castillo's in his third year starting that's a good pick I am going uh similar and I'm going with Yasir Durant uh I think he's a bit underrated especially in pass protection you know the PFF metrics showed that he was really good last season, and I think that the drop-off at tackle is really significant. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hyron White will start on the other side. He's never played more than about a half of meaningful right. football, and then the guys behind him have never played at all. So definitely I uh, think, you know, yeah. just for Mizzou's purposes, need to keep him healthy. He's uh, he's going to be a key this year. I'm going with him. And, and then another one. Another one uh, I will go with Cale uh, Garrett. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm already, this long, I'm already honestly. upset. No. I'm surprised he made it till round this three. Long. I mean, he's, I think he's the best player on the defense. He also, you know, he's going to play like every snap this season. So, definitely think there's a bit of a drop off at middle linebacker. He's both good on the field and like the vocal leader type. So yeah. there we go. I've Garrett was he was definitely going to be my next pick. Um, the other, I, I'm going now against. Uh, I'm going to pick the guy that should actually allow Kale Garrett to have 800 tackles this year. I'm taking Jordan Elliott, mm -hmm. a defensive tackle. Um, uh, the Missouri coaches think this kid is is going to have a breakout season. 
Uh, he's the best defensive lineman on the team, I think. I need a defensive line. I'm going there. And it took me till round four to abandon my draft order and, <laughs> and change things. I'm going with, like, the Kevin Costner in draft day approach now of changing everything I had planned to do. Um, because I think he'll disappear pretty soon, I'm taking Trevor Wallace Sims. And so I've got a defensive tackle and two linemen uh, and a running back in my first four picks. I am – <laughs> and I've already got Kelly Bryant to throw the ball, so right. I don't have to worry about that. I actually, those would have been my next two picks, would have been Jordan Elliott and Trevor Wallace-Sims. So, there we go, yeah. We're uh, either both equally good or horrible at this. There we go, yeah. Um, let's see, so this, since you took those two, I... I don't I don't know how I feel about this one, but I think I'm going to go ahead and take Demarcus Acey. Okay. I think he, he has potential to have a really good year. He's the best cornerback on the roster. The reason I'm hesitant to take him this high is just because I actually think the depth at cornerback is the best it's been in quite a while. I think, uh, you know, we've heard a lot of good things about Jarvis, Ayer, Jarvis Ware. Christian Holmes was good when he played last season. Uh, Adam Sparks back healthy is, is, is a good player. So, really, it's not a position where you have a huge drop-off, but I, I think behind – AC, the next two or three are pretty even. I do think he has potential to kind of separate himself uh, as we get going this season. Um, and then, let's see, I have another one here. Um, hmm. I'll go I'll go with Tyree Gillespie. Okay. I think uh, sticking with my defensive uh, defensive back theme, uh, I think – I think he and he and I mean we've heard really good things about he and Josh Bledsoe wrote about it last week. The coaches have talked about them being like the best two safeties Missouri's had in in a long time. Um, I think just from a physical athletic standpoint, he has a slight edge on on Bledsoe. He look he's built like an NFL player. So in my fantasy world, he's going to play up to that potential. I it's interesting in your picks. Now I'm I'm not sure what I'm going to do here. I'm now getting to the point of having to decide, but I actually did not have AC as the first cornerback I would have taken. Wow. Even though I do think he's the best, I, but I'm not positive, and I don't think there's a huge drop-off. Um, I'm going to go Jonathan Johnson here because you already have Albert O, and if you, take, if you also get Jonathan Johnson, you now have the guys who I'm pretty confident will be one-two in receptions this season. Mm -hmm. um, so I need one of those guys. So – and I don't think there's a huge – I mean, that may leave you with Dominic Jacinto. I don't think that's a big drop-off. Right. But I, I've got to have a guy that, that is in the starting receiving core. I now have to decide whether I maybe allow you to get both starting cornerbacks. Um, but instead, I'm going to go and give myself both starting defensive tackles, and I want Akeel Byers. Okay. Yeah, Byers is, uh, you know, in this in – this realm he could be valuable too if you uh end up short yeah. on defensive ends we saw last year he could he could split out there and play on the edge so i like it he's a good uh good versatile pick um let's see yeah i i don't know now i've i've i hadn't prepared to this point i had written down like the first like eight guys so, I might be interested so you in knew taking. that we were picking 21 players and you wrote down six <laughs> yes that is excellent that's about out that yeah. is the podcast I was like, I tradition could, i could pretty much freelance from there yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and go with Jalen Knox. Okay. Um, I think I, you mentioned, I agree. I think there's a, a good chance that Jonathan Johnson leads the teams in team in receptions. Uh, but I think Jalen Knox has a chance to lead it in yards. He's, you know, we've heard a lot of good things about, you know, him taking a step forward. He obviously had a really good, some, some very good flashes last season. I hit the wall a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I think he, he kind of has a chance to be the, uh, among the 
out wide, wideouts, non-slot, kind of the go-to guy. And then you mentioned that you left me with a chance to get both starting corners. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with both starting safeties okay. and go ahead and take Josh Bledsoe. I probably wouldn't have taken him this high, but I do think, uh, you know, you'll, you'll probably end up with Jordan Ulmer. But I think the, the, the drop-off from the second spot there could be uh, somewhat significant. So I'm taking the second high safety in, in Josh Bledsoe. Yeah, I, I I probably would have taken Bledsoe this round, so I'll go ahead and take Christian Holmes to make sure that you don't get him. I actually thought last year Christian Holmes was Missouri's best cornerback. There are some numbers to back that up. He didn't play as much, um, and and I think AC is the guy that's that's going to get all the the pub. Uh, the interesting part is I thought Christian Holmes was Missouri's best starting or best cornerback last year, and I'm not a hundred percent sure he's going to start against Wyoming. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Uh, like you were saying that. I'm not sure they have that standout guy, but I think they have four or five that they really like. Uh, and then I am I am now taking the approach, and I had this guy right around here anyway, but I am now taking the approach of I'm just going to kill your team because the entire offensive line is on my team, and I'm taking Hyron White. Yeah, dang. Yeah, I would have taken him next, and I probably, in hindsight, should have taken him ahead of Jalen Knox because yeah. there's more depth at receiver. I was just looking, and I was going to take him next, so I like that. Um, I do have Yusir Durant at least. So, like we each yes. have one starting tackle. That is, but I have three of only the five starting linemen. However, already. I only have one offensive lineman, so we're going to need to address that. It's okay. You can grab Thalen Robinson in round twenty and make up for it. That's right. The the next superstar. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see. I, I guess uh, I guess I should go ahead and get Larry Borum then. Okay. Uh, that'll be my next pick because I have to have at least two of the three. Uh, starting or two of the five starting linemen uh, that would be bad Yeah, if, if you I only didn't. start three linemen your team will suck <laughs> yeah that would, that would that would probably be a disaster um and then uh i think i'm kind of doing the same but going on defense taking uh you know tandem so that you're stuck with the backups i'll go ahead and take nick bolton okay. um i do think that that aubrey miller's made a case to be somewhat close to him at the other linebacker spot but if i can go ahead and get both starting linebackers i'm gonna do it okay um I would probably take a tight end here, but I'm not going to because you've taken yours and I can get Daniel Parker whenever I want, unless, again, you play him at fullback or whatever. <laughs> um, but we are assuming we're drafting the same positions. So I'm going to draft two guys at the same position, and oddly, one of them is not going to be a starter in game one, um, and one of them may not start all year. I'm taking Trajan Jeffcoat and Jatorian Hansford at defensive end. Um I understand Chris Turner is a starter. I just think the upside is is bigger for both of those two guys. Yeah, no, I definitely think they're the most talented two defensive ends on the roster. I was going to take a, at least one of those defensive ends now. I'll probably wait since you took both of yours. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think I think those are definitely the two the two with the highest upside. Um, and, yeah, we'll need to see Trajan Jeffcoat get healthy um, to, to know for sure. But like we said, in our in our fantasy realm, everyone is healthy. Yeah. So. Uh, let's see then. Hmm. I, I want it on the record. This has nothing to do with writing down picks. This is just Mitchell no, having just, no idea who else who's, plays who's for on, Missouri. Let's see, who's football. on the Missouri team that yeah. I could have? Uh, I guess, you know, since you, since we each have one cornerback, I'll go ahead and take Jarvis Ware, okay. who we've kind of, you know, seen Barry Odoms mentioned has separated himself kind of as that he calls them the three starters uh, AC Holmes and Ware. so I'll go ahead and take Ware. Uh, so my starting cornerbacks will be Demarcus AC and Jarvis Ware. yeah I was and, I would have taken him next pick for yeah sure. and then hmm. <laughs> 
It, we're supposed <laughs> to be going faster, so this does not take an hour and twenty. Yeah, minutes. yeah. All right, I'll go ahead and take Ronald Perkins. Uh, okay. I've got I've got all three of the starting safeties. That makes okay. me feel fine, I suppose. Although I don't think there's a big gap at all between him and Khalil Oliver. But yeah, I think they'll. It was go. also for the sake of speed, even I, though it wasn't very speedy. I think they'll go about fifty-fifty. Um, I actually have as my next two guys are Daniel Parker and Kobe Whiteside, but again, I'll get the tight end later, and I already have two defensive tackles. Uh, I'm going Cameron Wilkins so mm-hmm. that I have a linebacker on my team. I think he is going to be the backup to Kale Garrett in the middle, and then I want Mike Ruth as who I think is the top reserve offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, we've seen, you know, we heard good things about him before last season. Has a full off season uh, in the program. Um, let's see. I should probably, I should probably get some more offensive linemen. I only have two. So for this pick, I'm going to go ahead and do case cook probably in, uh, in this setting would play him at center. He can, he, he can play guard as well. He played some guard last season. So I'll go case cook for my first pick. And then, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and take another out wide receiver since you have not done so. Although I'm not going to take one who's actually going to start. I think Jonathan Dance is going to be the other starter opposite Jalen Knox, but I'm going to take Cam Scott. He's made a lot of plays during camp. And I think he, honestly, I think he has the highest upside of any receiver on the team. I wanted to go there um, with my next pick. I was going to take Nance and Scott. So I'll go ahead and take Nance. And then... Uh, I'm now to the point where I don't have very many names written down either. Neither of us did this very well. Uh, so I'm going Jonathan Nance and Dominic Jacinto for my receiving core. Ooh, you stole, you, you're leaving me, you're, you took two of the slot guys. Kind of a savvy move, which I think is fine. Like, I think Jacinto is good right, enough to play. play outside. Yeah, yeah. Jacinto is definitely good enough to play outside. Um, so I, I will probably I will end up with Bear Bannister in the slot, which I am okay with. Yeah. Uh, he's made plays. I'll probably wait to pick him up uh, a few picks from now. Um, I will go ahead and address. I should probably address my uh, my defensive line. I have not picked a single defensive lineman yet. Oh, that's. Uh, but you already have yours, kind of. Yes. So um, yeah, I'll go I have ahead the whole thing. And, right. I'll go ahead and do Chris Turner, who we've mentioned is probably going to start at defensive end. You would like to see a little more production out of him. Uh, he's. A guy that coaches like, but but hasn't necessarily, uh, you know, shown it all that much when he's been mm-hmm. able to play. And uh, for defensive tackle, I will go ahead and do Kobe Whiteside. Uh, I think he'll he might even be a starter. Him and Byers might be like an or situation. He'll play plenty either way. All right, I think we are now interestingly enough like at the point where all we need is guys that the other guy already right. has. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and make sure I finish out the offensive line and. I thought about taking uh, Javon Foster here mm-hmm. because he is a tackle. I think he'll play um, more than Thalen Robinson, but I've heard enough about Thalen Robinson that I'm going to take him as my fifth offensive lineman, and he's he's huge. He could play tackle if I want him to. Yeah, I think he played. Um, I think he they, played tackle in high school. Yeah, so. they have him at guard, but I would put Thalen Robinson at tackle on my team, and then. Uh, I mean, really, you have everything else, so I guess I'll take Daniel Parker here. And, uh, you know, we're now just kind of filling out with, with what the other guy already did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I should have taken Thalen Robinson in that last pick because I really took guys who you already had, and I do need I did need more offensive linemen, and I do want Thalen Robinson because we have heard good things about him. Um, let's see. So I need a tackle, so I will go ahead and take Javon Foster. 
Um, he is a guy, I think, you know, it's hard to know because tackles, yeah. they, they take so long to play, but I, it certainly has some high athletic potential. Really, all I'm basing that off of is I wrote a story about him before he came to Mizzou, and he could do some impressive dunks. Yeah, we're, so. we're now down to the point of, like, I kind of like interviewing this guy, so I'm him. <laughs> Yeah, and then I'll go ahead and take the other uh, defensive tackle uh, for my for my group, which is Mark Helotzi. I think he's uh, the fourth guy in that rotation uh, that they, who, they showed last year. They who have is four, the other so. defensive tackle you have? Kobe Whiteside. I just picked him in the list. So. Oh, I did not. I must have spaced out. And did had, you? I didn't realize you picked Kobe Whiteside, but that's cool. Yeah. Wait, did you? You didn't pick know. Whiteside, did you? No, because no, you picked Elliot and Byers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't. Yeah. Okay, I okay. didn't realize. Yeah, you I got Whiteside, him. so now I have Markel Etsy as well. Okay. Yeah, I, I just thought that Whiteside had been skipped over, and and I think he's definitely going to play there. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm just filling things out. Um, I I'll take Khalil Oliver, who is going to play that. Uh, you know, that kind of. I forget what the name is. He do, They play, I think the strong safety is what Missouri calls it. Yeah. But that's the hybrid safety linebacker Outside spot. linebacker type spot. So mm-hmm. I'll take him and I'll take Aubrey Miller as my weak side linebacker. Well, I just realized I still haven't drafted a running back, which, you know, makes sense because right. you had gotten one. But I, I should point out that, like, normally I wouldn't take Tyler Beatty below Javon Foster in a <laughs> right. draft of Mizzou's right. best players. Um, but I'll go ahead and, and put Tyler Beatty down. Uh, because, yeah, I think he's the clear number two running back behind Larry Roundtree. Maybe someday for Anthony Watkins, but uh, yeah, I, I think Bray, Beatty's definitely the guy there. Uh, and then I'll go ahead and take my final offensive lineman, and I will take, uh, let's see who's left there on the on the depth chart. Uh, looks like it's going to be, uh, I, I'll go with Luke Griffin, because I like I really like him. He's good. Could have okay. gone with Xavier Delgado to play my yeah. last guard spot, but I'm going with Luke Griffin. Had a, had a high ceiling, good interview. got hurt. Really, really nice kid. Good to talk to. So he gets the nod. I, now, I'm going with both my safeties here. I only have three spots left to fill, right? Uh, yes. So my last pick is, is going to end up being Adam Sparks mm-hmm. um, at, at corner. But I need two safeties. And the the smart thing here to do is take Jordan Ulmer and Jelani Williams, who are listed as the starting safeties. But I'm, I'm changing things up a little bit. I'm taking Jelani Williams. And I'm taking Stacy Brown, who I think technically will would play that hybrid position, but I'm putting him at one of those other safety spots because yeah. he's going to play. This or you year. could put Khalil Oliver at one of those other safety yes. spots. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, definitely. But he is the coaches have safety. said those guys are somewhat interchangeable, and I agree. I think Stacy Brown is, is the most college ready of those those freshman uh, safeties who came in. He he looks the part for sure. Um, I got to figure out what I still need. I'm really not sure. I know I need a defensive end. And then yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know what I'm missing. Um, oh, slot receiver. Okay. okay. Yeah. So my last two picks, and, uh, and and then Gabe will have one more, even though he gave away who it will be. Will Sorry be, uh, <laughs> to ruin the suspense for those of you, the six of you still listening. Yeah, Barrett Bannister in the slot, who, uh, you know, all he does mm-hmm. is catch first downs, moving right. the chains. And then uh, Trey Williams at defensive end. Uh, kind of running out of options there, although I do think, you know, he is always a guy who you never know if the light, light switch were to totally come on, he has the talent. So, yeah. And then that's my team. My last pick is Adam Sparks. So, uh, we, don't, we don't have this broken down by position um, exactly, but – Mitch, just just read off your team, and then I'll read off mine. All right, yeah, so we both have Kelly Bryant at quarterback. Uh, I'll try to go sort of by position. I, I have Albert O at tight end. I have uh, Jalen Knox, Cam Scott, and Barrett Bannister at wide receiver. Tyler Beatty at running back. My offensive line is Yasir Durant, Larry Borum, Case Cook, Javon Foster, and Luke Griffin. 
Defensive ends, I have Trey. That is one unproven offensive <laughs> it's line. It's a very unproven offensive line. Kelly I got Durant may not make it to my side of the ball. Hey, he's got he's got his blind side protected by your yeah. state Durant. That's all that matters. Uh, defensive ends, I have Trey Williams and Chris Turner. Defensive tackles, I have Markel Lutze and Kobe Whiteside. Linebackers, I have Kale Garrett and Nick Bolton. Cornerbacks, I have Demarcus Acey and Jarvis Ware. And uh, safeties, I have uh, Tyree Gillespie and Josh Bledsoe. So my back, my back uh, six or whatever, I guess it would be, is is, is solid. My back, yeah. you know, I have Ronald Your Perkins too. So my yeah. back seven is looking real good. You are you are going to dominate me in that regard. I am going to dominate you on both lines of scrimmage. Yeah, that, that could be a problem um, for me. Yeah. So so my team again: Bryant's the quarterback, Larry Roundtree's the running back. Offensive line, Tristan Colon Castillo, Trevor Wallace-Sims. I drafted all the three names, guys. Uh, Hiron White, Mike Ruth, and uh, Thalen Robinson. I really think I got five of the top seven offensive linemen, um, maybe five of the top six, so I win. Competition <laughs> over. Uh, tight end is Daniel Parker Jr. The receivers, Jonathan Nance, Dominic Jacinto, I'm not sure I have a third receiver, honestly. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jonathan Johnson. Oh, I drafted yeah, Jonathan go. Johnson. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Jacinto, Johnson, and uh, Nance, I think that's pretty good. Um, now on the def- defensive side of the ball on the line, inside Jordan Elliott and Akeel Byers, outside Trajan Jeffcoat, Jatorian Hansford. Linebackers are Aubrey Miller and uh, somebody else. Cameron Wilkins. Yeah, there you go. Uh, safeties are Stacey Brown, Jelani Williams, Khalil Oliver, and Adam Sparks and Christian Holmes are my cornerbacks. I feel pretty good. I think, yeah. I, I, think I did a lot better than I did last year when I just <laughs> gave you Drew Locke. Yeah, I think – well, I do think I, if the, in this theoretical uh, matchup, I would be in big trouble on the line of scrimmage. I think yeah. you would be able to run the ball at will. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'll never have to throw, so your back seven isn't going to matter. Kale Garrett is going to have 986 tackles on your <laughs> team. So we ran through it. Uh, hopefully you guys will, will listen listen and tell me that I'm a much better college football GM than Mitchell is. Uh, want to remind you real quick, we do, we're do we doing one more draft on this. Uh, it's a non-Mizzou thing. We'll get to it in, in a minute, but want to remind you again, Shakespeare's uh, Events and Catering sponsors the podcast. Call them eight pizzas or more. So every weekend that you want to have a, a watch party, get eight pizzas, mention the podcast. You're going to get a, a nice discount off of uh, off of eight pizzas. So get that done. And then this, I actually, uh, I actually kind of stole this idea from the Solid Verbal podcast, which is a good college football podcast. They just put together kind of like their all-time favorite college football team in the era that they were doing their podcast. Uh, by the way, Kentrell Brothers made that team. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, one of the one of the hosts was a big Kentrell Brothers fan. Uh, he also said that that 2015 Missouri defense might be the best half team in the history <laughs> of college football yeah. because the offense was so putrid. So basically what I said, and and I think Mitchell misunderstood what I meant by drafting an entire team. We're not drafting offensive linemen. I don't have five favorite offensive linemen in college football history, so I can't do that. But basically, this is not the best player you've ever seen. This is just the guy you enjoyed watching most at every position. So on offense, I've got a quarterback, a running back, two receivers, a tight end, and then I just did a flex position. You can run two running backs if you want. You can run three wide receivers. I don't care. You can run two tight ends if you want. Okay, okay. I'll have to add a flex to my list here. I'll think about it. Yeah, and then on defense, we've got four defensive linemen, three linebackers, four defensive backs because uh, that's that's the way we go. So we'll start on offense, and this was the easiest one for me to pick. At quarterback, 
I have never, and, and I want to warn everyone: if you are under the age of thirty, you're not going to know who half my team is. Luckily, you Be- have me. Yeah, my team is very much built on late '80s and early '90s Big Eight football players because that's when I grew up as a football fan. The Big Eight, I think, was the best league in the country. Uh, but I've never enjoyed watching a single player do anything more than watching Darian Hagan at Colorado run the option. I nearly just made Eric Bieniemy and J.J. Flanagan my running backs and just took Colorado's 1990 national title uh, backfield. But Darian Hagan is my quarterback. Okay. Yeah, see, I, I feel like I have to give my quick disclaimer. Mine, mine will be more uh, more modern. Less 10 uh, years. I, I just – I really like – growing up watching college football, I watched Louisville. I grew up in Louisville. And I watched the teams that were good. And, you know, I watched the big games. I felt if it was hard for me to pick, like, a bunch of guys who, like – I didn't want to make it all Louisville, obviously, especially because they haven't been all that great. Yeah, because um, nobody can qualify from the <laughs> right. last three years. Um, but I, and I didn't want to pick a bunch of those. But also, like, I was thinking back to, like, the games, the teams I would watch often, and I really rooted for them to lose most of right. the time. Like, I didn't love many players from those good yeah. teams because I just wanted upsets, and that was one of the great things about college football. So mine's a little sporadic, but uh, I'll start. My quarterback was also a pretty easy call. It was Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he's he- – not only did he play for Louisville, he's truly one of the most electric players I've ever seen. He would have been my third choice. Yeah. I, I mean, he I, just I really did things him. that were on, like the hurdle, hurdling a man yeah. and, you know, the, the numbers he would put up were, were ridiculous. It just so happened that he played for, for my hometown team. So that was an easy yeah. call for me. I would have taken Jamel Holloway second and, and absolutely Lamar Jackson was fun to watch. Running back, this one was easy for me too. It's the single greatest season in the history of college football. Barry Sanders in 1988 had 2,700 yards. I looked it up once. Missouri actually held him to either his lowest or second lowest total of the year. He ran for 153. He <laughs> had 2,700 yards in 12 games yeah. uh, and is the greatest running back in at any level of football without yeah. question. Yeah. No, I loved watching Barry Sanders. But when I started, you know, watching football, he was already in the NFL. Yeah. He, he was about to long, retire. He was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I went with Reggie Bush, even though you know he had some he he had some off the field issues. Yes. You know my team might have its wins vacated, but that's okay. <laughs> These aren't real. Right. He was he was like that. He was just super electric. I mean, you know he he would touch the ball in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. He, he really he might be a good candidate for my flex. Maybe I'll make yeah. him my my retroactive flex in this team that I didn't know how it was assembled. But yeah, <laughs> uh, he was. I mean he he returned punts. He he did flips into the end zone. He was yeah. super fun. I was like ten. He, he pushed when he quarterbacks was in into yes. game winning <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. I I was like 10 years old, and he was the guy you would pretend to be when you were juking around in the Gave driveway. Gave up his Heisman so. Trophy, got a nice house. Yeah. I mean, you can go on and on. A good family man. Uh, yeah, so uh, wide receiver, this is going to be interesting. There's going to be one name for me at wide receiver that everyone listening to this podcast knows, and there's going to be one that the vast majority of people say, I don't know who the hell that is. Uh, I picked Denario Alexander. It's mm-hmm. a little bit of a homer pick, but – it was so fun to watch him in 2009. I mean, he his game at Kansas State was maybe the best individual performance I've ever seen in person. And that whole season, he was he was the entire offense. I mean, I maintain he may have made Blaine Gabbard a top 10 pick on his own. Yeah. I think Blaine may have been one anyway, but Denario made sure of it. The other one, I'll be interested to see if you even know who this is. Hartley Dykes. I know the name. Okay, he played at Oklahoma State. He was he was the wide receiver when Mike Gundy was quarterback, and he was ridiculous. Never did anything in the NFL. But I was talking with somebody else about this. Think about the receivers Oklahoma State has had. Start with Hartley Dykes, a guy named Rashawn Woods set the NCAA record for receptions in a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, his brother was really good. Then you go to Des Bryant, mm-hmm. Justin Blackman. I mean, yeah. they have 
put out some ridiculous receivers, but yeah. I went with Hartley Dykes. Okay. I only have one receiver written down, but I think I can think of another one. Okay. The first one that guy I initially started with was Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was when I was probably eight or nine, he had that unreal season when he was top three for the Heisman. I well think he was over second. 100. Yeah. Yeah. And he would just, I mean, he, he was like one of the first guys I remember as a kid seeing make those one-handed catches. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's obviously continued to do so. He still plays, which is really incredible. Um, so that was my first one. The other one I'll think of, say, I, I don't want to just have a bunch of Louisville guys, but I really did always like Harry Douglas. He didn't amount Harry to a whole Douglas. lot in the, in the league. Yeah, he stuck around for a while. Eagles? He might have been at some point. I remember he was on the Titans and the Falcons. Okay. Um, he was just really, he was very consistent. I think, I'm sure, I, I would almost certainly guess he has their uh, their record for receptions there. Maybe not, but yeah. he's got to be up there. He was very consistent on teams with uh, Brian Brom at quarterback when they were good and pretty good in the mid-2000s, so. Yeah, my last two positions on offense are by far I'm the most excited about this, these because legitimately in my life I have owned three jerseys. One was a Jackie Robinson jersey that I bought in Cooperstown. The other two were the next two guys that I'm going to pick. My tight end was Keith Jackson from Oklahoma, who was I love Keith Jackson. Mm -hmm. He was I, I I mean Oklahoma threw like six passes a year and they were all <laughs> to Keith Jackson for 60 yard touchdowns. So I, I picked him. Uh, my tight end is is a bit of a strange one. It's one of those that no one will have ever heard of. Uh, well, actually, he he did okay. Is it in the Journey NFL. Jones? No, it's it's not. Okay. Uh, it's people might know less, him less. It's Gary Barnage. He played at Louisville. Yeah, I've he never went heard on of to him. play in the NFL a little bit. He actually like revived his career like year like six years in. The reason I like him is because when I started playing tackle football in fifth grade, I was a tight end, fifth grade, okay. grade, and that I think overlapped exactly or almost exactly with his four years at Louisville. So I would just go watch the tight ends, and he was pretty good. Uh, I think he, I mean, he was definitely an all-conference type guy in the Big East, I, you know, for what that's I would worth. not have guessed that but, you would be the first one to pick somebody that I had never heard of. Yeah, I, so I there yeah. you go. Yeah, he, it was just one of those things, like, it, that's the position I like to watch because that's what I played, and he was pretty good at it. And uh, I think I got his autograph at one point when I was, like, 12, so... My, that, that counts. My flex is a player that I think is going to make a lot of people mad. I think a lot of people hate this guy. I know a lot of people listening hate this school. Eddie George. I, oh, yeah. Eddie George was so fun to watch run the football. Uh, he won the Heisman. I think it was 95, and he was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I'm, tr I'm trying to think of a good flex. I thought of one, but it's I don't want to have like a whole team of Louisville players. Yeah. But I did really like Michael Bush, the running back for. Uh, he the, was a bowling. He weighed he was, like two hundred. Yes, pounds. he was amazing. Yeah. He was incredibly yeah. fast for his size. He was also humongous. Uh, he broke his leg in the season that the, the right. Louisville uh, went eleven to one. They, they probably would have won the national title if he was healthy. But he was from uh, the city of Louisville, so I watched him play actually in high school. Uh, and so I always liked him, and then he became basically like a short yardage specialist in the NFL because he got too large to run long distances. After the way your offense has gone, I expect your defense to consist of Peyton Siva, Kevin Ware, and Purvis Ellison. Yeah, I do love. I, I was a big. Uh, I was a fan of Peyton Siva. All right, so uh, now now we're on to defense, and like so many people are going to shut the podcast off after my first defensive lineman <laughs> because I think he's. Probably the most hated player yeah. among Missouri I, I, fans. For the record, I know who it's going to be. I, I consider putting him too. I might add. I, him. I put him on. I have right now. never seen a defensive season like Indomitian Sue. Yeah. I, I mean, nobody watches football and thinks, "Wow, that defensive tackle is amazing to watch." Mm -hmm. You did that with Indomitian Sue that yeah. year, and he's on my team because I, I don't care what team he played. For. I, he was amazing to watch. Yeah. How many defensive linemen do you have? I have four. 
Okay, well, then I have to add Indomitian Sioux as well to okay. have enough. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, okay, so you also have Indomitian Sioux. Even then, I'll have, only have three. But, I uh, mean, you could play a 3-4. Yeah, no, I, I've got Indomitian I mean, like, I, I, One I really of my only defensive linemen him, actually was not a defensive lineman in college, but he is on the Yeah, I really only didn't put Indomitian Sioux because I didn't, like— I was in awe of him when he was in college, but I really didn't like him all that much. He right, was, I wouldn't say it I was immediately him. apparent that he was kind of a terrible incredibly dude, incredibly like, dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was, but like you unbelievable need that on your to watch. Team. Yeah, you need a guy that's going to go. I'm good with 30 yards and penalties because I'm going to sack you for negative 32. Yeah, I thought of this one uh, as as you can tell, I did a lot of advanced yeah. prep for this. I thought of this one at practice this morning when someone brought up his name. This is my lone Mizzou player, I think, on the list. Uh, although I might have one more, I don't know. Um, uh, Josh Augusta. Yes. Uh, because one, we were the same age Heisman in school. I, I chatted with him a few times. Very nice. Uh, another, he. I just loved watching him run the ball. Uh, and it, it, yeah, it, I, I like watching fat guys. Run carry the is ball. a bit of a stretch. Waddle, carry the ball. Roll, yeah. 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 Um, uh, so I actually took a Mizzou guy for my other defensive line a tackle as well, and I got to have Big Sheldon on my team. Mm -hmm. He was. I, I've said if Missouri was better in 2012, he would have gotten much more national attention than he did because he was almost as good as sue was a couple years before mm -hmm. and they didn't have a lot else uh then outside these are my defensive ends i love uh i took Davion Clowney, i uh, for much more than just the hit in the yeah. outback bowl but that was amazing and then this was the one that we, i kind of had to shift things around because he was a linebacker at alabama uh but Derek thomas is on my team he had 27 yeah. sacks as a senior and he obviously was a chief, and I right. love it. Yeah, I, I didn't like him from his NFL days. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, we had some painful moments there. I actually, I can give you two two defensive ends for sure, and I had two defensive tackles, so I'm, I'm getting there, okay. putting the team together on the fly. My first one, which was, this was one one of the other immediate ones that came to my head, was Elvis Dumerville, another yes. Louisville guy, but he was amazing. He, he was, was really, really good. He was also a Bronco, which helped his case. Uh, one of his more notable moments, he got his leg stomped on by Marcus Vick uh, in the Gator Bowl in like, 2000-something when Marcus Vick, Michael's younger brother, was at Virginia Tech. The Vicks seem like good guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that was fun. And then I'll throw it since, uh, you know, I know I now have to have another defensive end, but a pretty easy one, I think, for me is Marcus Golden. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, I was in school in 2013, 2014. Those were my first two years at Mizzou. Very fun time uh, to be a student. And he was, uh, one, good, but two, like a really just incredible guy. So. I almost put Marcus Golden on my team, but I didn't want to go too Mizzou heavy. Um all right, I'm just going to give you my entire linebacking core, which is, I'm pretty sure, the best linebacking core in the history of football. So I have Derek Johnson from Texas, who is, in 35 years of being a Chiefs fan, the only time I've ever gone into a draft and said, I hope they draft this guy, and they drafted him, was, wow. was DJ. I love him. Uh, I have Patrick Willis from Ole Miss in the middle. He was yeah, oh, yeah. phenomenal I, I, I in college. I actually really don't remember him for much in college, but he was incredible in the NFL. Yeah, he was great. And then... Just in case anybody ever got past my defensive line, I want LeVar Arrington from Penn State to behead them. Yeah. Because I, I hate Penn State. There's never been a Penn State player I liked, but LeVar Arrington just knocked dudes' heads off. I've really run out of steam here. I'm looking down at my team. I have one linebacker and one right. one defensive Who's back. Who's your linebacker? I put Control Brothers. Okay. So I did get go. pretty Mizzou heavy on defense, but I mean the, the defenses when I was in school, which was twenty thirteen through twenty sixteen football seasons, were very good. 
Okay. Uh, and Kentrell Brothers, yeah, he he, uh, you know, like they they said, he was like the one lone bright spot on that 2015 he, team. He kind of was so. a one man linebacking yeah, crew, he so really that was. fits. So you yeah. can now give us your one man secondary. <laughs> and one then I'll man run secondary. Mine. See, it's hard to like think of like watch a, like defensive backs and be like, oh, yeah. that guy's awesome, unless like you follow right. his team. I also have 20 years of watching college football. Yeah, you, but so. the one guy who I did immediately think of who was awesome, even if you didn't love his team, was Patrick Peterson. Yep. He was really good, and it helped that he returned kicks. I remember LSU. Yep. Yeah, watching you know, one game, he had like I don't know, like three hundred fifty return yards in a single game between interceptions and like kicks. So that yeah, he was unbelievable to watch, and he has definitely lived up to the hype in the NFL. And that is my whole team, unless we're going <laughs> with the return man. Well, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with my secondary. I'll just give you the whole thing. My corners: Charles Woodson from yeah, Michigan. Um, I hated him because of the Raiders. I hated Michigan. I loved Charles Woodson, and I so much wanted him to win the Heisman over Peyton Manning, who I absolutely have never been able to stand one day in his life. <laughs> I now, now that he's doing nationwide commercials, I like him better than I ever have before, but still kind of hate him. So Charles Woodson on one side. The other side, a lot of people might not know this guy, Antonio Langham from Alabama, early 90s. I don't know that guy. Yeah. He was a walking turnover machine, uh, played on the, the Alabama team that, that beat Miami in the national or in the Sugar Bowl. And, won a national title, I think. Uh, that was before Alabama was what Alabama is now. Uh, my safeties are both from Oklahoma. Uh, late, Another late 80s. If you can't tell, I loved Oklahoma football in yeah. the late 80s. I wanted to go to OU. A guy named Ricky Dixon. He's actually getting inducted to the OU Hall of Fame I saw this week. Huge fan of him. And then uh, Superman Roy Williams oh, yeah. from the early 2000s team, which the, the enduring moment of his career is leaping over the line to sack Chris Sims for a safety. Yeah. He, he stuck around in the mm-hmm. NFL for a long, long time. Yeah, he was time. with the Cowboys for a yeah, long time. Good yeah. player. So, I, like, really, there's only, like, three guys that have played on my team since 1998. <laughs> yeah. And that's that, – I haven't really liked much of anything since yeah. 1998. I, I was going back and, like, looking at just, you know, like, statistical leaders to try to get a sense of, of, of more, you know, defensive players I could put. And I found a lot who I, like, really, like – I recognize their name from the but NFL. But like I, it would be – in it would be disingenuous for me to list them as college because they played college before I really paid attention. Right. But who – like Ed Reed, what I loved watching him at the NFL. So I, I, maybe I'll add him, sort of, even though I didn't really sure. pay attention to right. yeah. Miami. I mean, I watched I, him I mean, play the national championship game. Look, when I was the like truth six. is, like your defensive backfield needs some help. There's only one dude there yeah. right now. Well, so, I didn't yeah. really realize this was like going to be a, a team that we would pretend would take the field. I, I thought it was just a. I mean, I'm going to be serious. honest. I put more thought into putting this team together than I've put into anything in the last 12 months. So, <laughs> you know, it was very important to me. Um, but, it, it, look, just kind of a last week of kind of let's screw off and have some fun before yeah. we have to uh, have to start working next week on the podcast. We're going to have Davis Potter, who covers Wyoming. We will be previewing that game. We'll look around. There's actually an SEC game next week. I think uh, I think Georgia and Vandy play yeah, in the opening that's right. week. That's right. Florida plays this Saturday night. Um, we are going to – we're not going to waste a lot of time talking about Mizzou camp here because on Sunday – we will do kind of a dozen takeaways from uh, from fall camp where we're hopefully getting you set for the season. Monday morning, I'll give you a stab at the depth chart, which I think I'll be pretty accurate at. Tuesday will be media day, and then uh, here we go. Yeah, into game week. Exciting. So, All right, season is here. Order your Shakespeare's Pizza. Mention the PowerMizzou.com podcast. Rate and review our podcast. Tweet about how great we are. All of these things help us. You don't have to tell Gabe his – Mizzou fantasy teams better than mine just because he says so. I want you to decide on your own merit. But we know what you will decide. So (laughs) thank you for doing that. Uh, We'll be back next Thursday on the podcast. Thanks for listening.